Welcome to the Living in Portland, Oregon podcast with your hosts, Jesse Ray Dow and Jackson Ray Wilkie with the Real Agent Now Group. Real Agent Now Group. From morning coffee to those nighttime brewskis, they are here to tell you what it's like to eat, sleep, drink, play, work, and live in the Rose City. What is going on, everybody? This is Jackson Ray Wilkie with the Real Agent Now Group right here in the PDX. Welcome to another edition to our podcast of Living in Portland, Oregon. Uh, We wanted to do a video. We literally are working with so many clients coming from across state lines um, and even locally here. And sometimes, even if you've been in a home transaction uh, before, there are things that are new and have changed and maybe you forgot, but we have compiled a checklist. This is something you really want to take notes and, and Make sure that you're ready and prepared for closing day when buying that house, especially if you're going to be coming from out of state. So um, Jesse and I go back and forth and we talk about the top six checklist items that uh, you need to know before closing on that home. So let's jump right into this episode. All right. So this is a process that obviously we are going through with multiple, multiple clients and especially ones that are moving here. So it's it's difficult sometimes when you know when you're across the state border coming from somewhere else and it's something that we take you know a lot of pride in making sure that your home closes but it is a lot more than just putting that offer down but Jesse came up with six of the top items you need to know and we're going to jump right into it so the very first one is you got to get all your contingencies squared away go into the contingencies Jesse there's three of them Yep, absolutely. So like the uh, the top three contingencies that you need to get squared away is uh, number one is your home inspection contingency. Depending on if you're in Portland or Washington, they have two different uh, inspection contingencies period. If you're in Portland and Southwest Washington, the home inspection period is 10 business days. Yep. So from the day that your offer is accepted, you have 10 business days to take care of all of your home inspection needs, whether that's water, sewer, septic, it could be a land land survey and your general home inspection. And then when you agree on the repairs that need to be done, you typically give them till three days before closing to confirm with pictures and the receipts that they've taken care of all those re, uh, all those repairs in a timely fashion. I just want to add something to this real quick because again, a lot of a lot of our clients, you know, relocation, um, they aren't physically here. So this is something that we we attend. We attend the inspection. We mm-hmm. go over everything. If there's something in this inspection that our buyers don't like, are they stuck with the house still? Oh, absolutely not. So there's the uh, inspection contingency definitely uh, protects the buyer. So typically there's always going to be things wrong with the home, even in a new construction. But what we are able to do is, um, you know, come to an agreement on what the seller is going to repair for us by a license and bonded contractor. We can even dictate who's going to fix that because there are some people that will just think they can fix everything on their own. And you do need specific technicians to fix specific things. But if we can't come to terms and the buyer didn't want to move forward, then they could uh, terminate the contract and get all their earnest money back. But it's typically something that we can always come to an agreement on. Love it. So there is another contingency. It's the appraisal contingency. What's that? Yeah. So that's basically an appraisal contingency is the is a third party con- company the bank gets assigned to for somebody to go out and give us the value of the home. So say you put in an offer on the house and it was valued at 500,000 and the appraisal came in at say 490, what happens there? So that's a house that's came in under appraised value. You can go back to the table and negotiate the uh, sale price of the home. 
if the seller and the buyer don't come to an agreement, the buyer could terminate the contract and get all their earnest money back. Typically what we see is I would never advise a client to buy a house with zero equity and or negative equity, I should say. So therefore, as we always renegotiate that price down, sometimes it takes the buyer to come with 5,000 out of pocket and the seller to come with 5,000 out of pocket to meet in the middle, depending on how bad the buyer wants the home and how bad the seller wants to sell the home. Personally, I don't like to have my buyer make up that difference with any amount of money. Cause like I said, I don't believe that anyone should ever buy negative equity unless they're financing their closing costs into the deal. Mm -hmm. So say the house was originally at 490 and you need 10,000 in closing. So you took the value, your purchase price up to 500 to cover that. And the appraisal came in at, you know, say 490 because you caused the value to go up. Then I would definitely tell my buyer that they're just going to pay the difference. Gotcha. And the last one is the financing contingency. Yes. The financing contingency. That is like where buyers in Oregon and Washington are protected very thoroughly is that say you go to the day of closing and for some reason the bank decides that they can't give you a loan. The bank uh, is protecting the buyer basically and the buyer would be able to get all of their earnest money back if they couldn't close on that loan. Okay. So the number two item on the checklist is clearing the title. Yeah. So this is actually do, do with the uh, title company is at the very end, you know, and also through the whole process of the purchase is title is going to work seeing if there's any clouds on title, any liens, you know, a lot of things actually need to be cleared. So say somebody was, say the seller was not paying their child support and they had $30,000 of outstanding child support. They would need to make sure that the the seller has $30,000 in equity in the house to cover these liens. Because say you went to go close and the sellers didn't have enough equity into the house, they couldn't sell the house because they didn't have enough equity in that home. Unfortunately, that happened to me once at buying a house for my own personal needs. The seller didn't have enough equity and we couldn't close, but it wasn't with the buyer. We never had this happen on a buyer side. The number three item on the checklist is getting final mortgage approval. Yes. So this is super important. That's why we've said in previous videos is that we don't want the buyers, you know, taking out any credit cards during that, you know, um, contract period, you know, making any big purchases, moving any money around because what the bank does right before closing, usually it's a day or two before is they run one more credit poll just to make sure that your credit's still in line with what it was when you did your pre-approval. So we just need to make sure everything's good to go. Once your uh, pre-approval or your final approval is done, we're set to close. All right. So the number four item on the checklist, you've got to review your closing disclosures. So this is one that I find the most important mm -hmm. and the one that causes the most frustration with everybody. And the reason why is because when you submit a pre-approval to your lender, whether it's Quicken Loans, you know, whether it's Mortgage Express, whether it's, you know, our trusted lender here, Addison, everybody thinks they're going to get this great rate that they see online. 3%, things look great. Well, there's so many working variables that when we work with Addison, we call it working on a you know base point. So that means that you're not spending any extra money to buy points down. A lot of these companies that say that you're going to get 3%, they're also not telling you that you need to put 30,000 additional dollars down because you're buying the rate down so far. So what a closing disclosure does is this is going to give you all of the statement and every line item of where all your money is going to go at closing and how much you need to bring to the table for those closing costs. A good lender will give you a closing disclosure up front and tell you exactly where all your fees are going to go, how much it's going to cost to close, you know, whether it's 5, 10, 15, 20% down, how much their origination fees are going to cost 
And if you're going to buy any points down, how much those points cost to buy down. So this is something very important to go through with your lender. And I've seen this messed up so many times from different variable lenders and also with clients that are using internet banks that think they're going to get this great rate. And then they get this, you know, right before closing and they thought they're going to put 5% down, bring in $10,000 to closing. And all of a sudden now they're bringing $50,000 to closing and they're just super shocked. Yeah. And I'll say that, you know, our lenders that we work with match and beat every single online lender. It's just, you know, there's just, there's just things that you got to take into consideration and see when you compare them side by side, what all makes the best sense for you. And Hey, whoever you want to work with and feel the most comfortable with is who we're going to support. So well, we've been through a lot already. This is, you know, what's that, 15 days? You know, it's a 10-day inspection period and all this stuff, 15, 20 days down. Now we're getting to the end, the number five item on the checklist, and that's doing our final walkthrough. Is everything good to go now? Yeah, so there is the final walkthrough, and really that's, you know, we always do that two days before closing, right after the home repairs are supposed to be done. We walk through the house, make sure all the repairs are done, make sure the house is in good condition, you know, Legally, a, a seller doesn't need to have the house professionally cleaned. So unless the buyer asks for the house to be professionally cleaned at move out, it's going to be in a you know movable condition of what the buyer or of what the seller leaves it in. You know, if they trash the house and cause damage, then that's a whole other situation. But the house needs to be in the condition that you saw it on the day you wrote your offer. And we've gone through all the, the contingencies. Jesse put his white gloves on and wiped every surface down. Now we are going to, uh, you know, the final closing. What on the on the sixth item of this checklist? We're going to closing. What do they need to bring with them? Yeah. So you know, our lender that we work so greatly with, he prepares all the documents at the bank with you. Once he prepares all those documents, he sends them to the title company, and the title company is going to sit down with you and myself or our buyer's agent Heather, and they're going to have you go through every single document. They're going to dot the I's, cross the T's. Mm -hmm. And this used to take about an hour. Now it's about 20 minute process, but you sign all these great disclosures and they actually send all those documents back to the bank for you. So you don't have to do it. But what you need to bring to the closing table is a, a driver's license or active ID and your, how you're going to uh, bring your down payment, whether it's a form of check, a money order, or, a, or if you're doing a wire. And if you're going to do a wire, you need to set that up in advance before you go in and the title company will work with you on how to get that done. Jesse, I'm coming from California. I won't even be able to get there for signing. Like, can I only sign in Oregon or Washington? What What's oh. my options? Oh, Jackson, <laughs> Help my, me. my young, my young, my young student. <laughs> we work with so many clients from all around the world that we actually have a phenomenal relationship with all title companies. And we will send a mobile notary out to wherever you need us to meet the client to get their document signed. And we've actually had cases where either the husband or wife couldn't be there. So we actually had gotten a power of attorney in place for one of the signers. So therefore only one of the uh, spouses had to show up to sign documents, which, you know, moving across the country, maybe you work in some law, uh, some law organizations that, you know, doesn't allow you to meet with people. Therefore you got to sign power attorney to a spouse and then mobile notary will come out and get you signed up real nice like. That's all we got for today. To learn more about Portland, make sure you hit that subscribe button and please leave us a review. And make sure you check them out and subscribe to their YouTube channel, Living in Portland, Oregon, and follow them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you are even thinking about moving or relocating to the Portland Metro or Southwest Washington, make sure to give them a call, shoot them a text, or send them an email because they got your back when moving to the Portland 
Portland Metro.